0: Good morning. So glad that you're here today. Thank you for being a part of Laypoint. And uh, we're so glad that you're here watching online or you're here with us in person. And uh, we, uh, last Sunday, my wife and I were gone last week and Pastor Chris did a fantastic job kicking off a brand new series called Going Local. Carrie and I, uh, we were uh, in Florida last weekend and um, had some family things going on. I preached for my uh, last Sunday, preached for my good friend, Tim Payne. He preached here before and uh, down in Pensacola. And we just um, had a wonderful time, a wonderful ministry with him. And I uh, preached for him. He had two services as well. And, uh, and so uh, it, it was uh, one of the services uh, there. there was, uh, you know, you're down in the world, in, in the college football, at SEC down there. You know, they are big Alabama fans down there. There's uh, Florida fans, the Tennessee fans, Auburn fans, they're all kinds of fans. And um, so I get up there, I'm the Michigan guy, right? And I, I, I asked the room, I said, hey, there's a Michigan fan in the room, because I needed some love. And, uh, and there was one guy in the back, one guy raised his hand, he got his Michigan shirt on. I mean, he's like, you know, wearing it loud and proud. I said, man, come up here, to the, come up here on the platform, join me up here. So he comes up to the platform and, uh, I, and his name is Jason, and Jason, um, I said, Jason, I'm your new best friend. I mean, it's us versus the world. I mean, they all hate us, I, I mean, just, everybody in this room, they, they don't like us. You know, we're Michigan fan. you know, we're, we're it, you know? And, and so we, we just kind of had a moment there, and sit down, and after the service, he, uh, he comes up to me and he said, man, you know, you know, my new best friend now, you know, Jason. And, and Jason said, hey, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to the Michigan Ohio State game. I'm actually flying up there. I said, man, that's awesome. He said, yeah, I got ticket. I'm sitting uh, at the 50 yard lines. I said, wow, that's great. Yeah, 18 rows up. I said, man, that's the best seat in the house. He said, I know, I, I've got an extra seat. Do you want to come? And so, my, yeah, so my new best friend, Jason, and I, you know, he's watching online, and, all, and all, I'm giving him some shout out. So, you know, that's what happens when you go and preach for someone else and, and root for Michigan. It's a good thing. And um, so, anyway, well, it's good. And Pastor Chris, like I said, did a great job last week. And um, we're we did we doing a series called uh, Going Local. Going Local. And um, I, when I was... Uh, a kid i got a christmas present and it was under the tree and you can already see its shape in a ball and you know, uh with a stand it was very obvious you know that it is a globe and i remember opening it and it was a globe and uh and how many of you had a globe when you were younger you know you had one of those little globes and it spins and 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 it just kind of takes up space you know it's kind of cool for a moment but then it's just kind of in the way you know because it's just you know, there's not much else to do with it, you know, but just to kind of look at it. And uh, it, it's good when you need to study for your geography. But, um, but my friend and I, we would take that globe and we would play a game. Like we would spin it with our eyes closed. And then wherever our finger lands, wherever it stops, that's where we have to live. And so we're praying that we don't, you know, we spin, we're praying, okay. Please let it let it not be Siberia. That be that would be awful, you know, the the frozen tundra of of Russia, you know. And, and so, or, or we're praying that we don't land somewhere in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, because then we'll be swimming for the rest of our lives, and that would be bad. And I uh, was just pray, and so we were just kind of spend we, we strategically make sure before we close our eyes that we were somewhere in the northern hemisphere, so that maybe we get lucky and we can land in somewhere in North America, maybe land in Hawaii or something, right? And so and that was the game that we were play. We would play that with the globe. And so in this year, we're talking about glocal. The terminology for the word glocal actually was coined back in the early 1990s, and, and then it was used for corporations and part of their, of, part of their business uh, strategy, corporate strategy. And they t- used that term, glocal, and, 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 they, and they had a phrase behind it, and if you're taking notes, you see the phrase. It means to think globally, but at locally. And that was the business mindset and uh, part of the marketing strategy. Think globally, but at, but at uh, locally. And it's an understanding that the local is shaped by the global. And then vice versa, that the global is shaped by the local. And so God, I believe, designed the church to not only be local, but to be global. Hence the word global. It's here, but it's also over there. And I, and I believe that that's what God wants us to understand. And what, he wants us to understand what we're a part of. And, I, and today, I want to lift your value for what you're part of. You're not just part of a, of a building with some chairs and with some programs that are happening. It's much, much, much more than that. And so I want to lift your understanding just a little bit of what that looks like. And so we decided to do a mission emphasis. Normally we have one Sunday where we call it Mission Sundays. Every year we do a mission Sunday, usually just Sunday before Thanksgiving. And this year we've decided, let, let's spend a little bit more time you know, having a mission emphasis, or, and, and spread it over four weeks. And, and, and take a look at these things and have a mission emphasis series. And, and, and the, three, the three questions I wanna answer on why we're doing it. Now first of all, why are we doing an emphasis on mission? You know, and, and, and really, there's two thoughts to that. There, I, I want to inform, it's information. I want you to know what we're doing, mission-wise here at Lake Point. I want you to see you know, the needs of missionaries when they come in. I want you to hear what God is doing, you know, and, 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 and what God is doing in other parts of our country and other parts of the world. So information, but the second reason why we're doing this is for your inspiration. We want to inspire. We want to inspire you. You know, there there came a point in the last couple of years for me personally, um, a concern after 13, 14 years here of of, of doing ministry at Lake Point. We started Lake Point 13 13 and a half years ago. And and, and after you've done a a long time, you start to reflect and say, okay, what, what What's come out of Lay Point in 13, 14 years, and one of the concerns that I've had personally, it, it's not the it's, the it's the lack of of many ladies that are wanting to get into full time ministry coming out of it. Uh, you know, it, it, we just haven't seen the numbers. That I would I would love to see the more men, more ladies called to ministry, you know, mission work. You know, future missionaries around the world, future pastors and youth pastors. Not to say we haven't seen any, but we, I, I just put it on my heart. My God, I, I'd like to see more. And I, and I believe part of that is because we, we have not led well as a church sometimes, you know, in the area of mission and, and leading people and taking people on mission trips and, and, and letting them be inspired by what God is doing, not just here, but all around the world. so the reason why we're doing this is just, I I want information. Information is powerful, right? You know, but we also need to to do something with the information and be inspired. And so the second question about this is why have a concern for mission? Why a a concern for mission? And really because this was the heart of Jesus. It mattered to him. It matters so much that some of the last things he tells us is, 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 is to go and make disciples. To go into the world and make disciples, that's the great commission. And, and, and we are to do that. I love the theologian named Dr. W.T. Conner. He made a statement. He said, Our mission is to bear witness to Christ from Jerusalem to the uttermost parts of the earth. Any form of Christianity, that does not have throbbing through it. A mighty missionary and evangelistic impulse is a degenerate form. He so we, said, we, we have got to have the passion for mission. We have to have the concern for mission that Jesus had the concern for mission. And, 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 and as we look in our world today, the world is moving faster And it's growing faster than we realize. You know, it it took all of mankind to get to one billion people by 1850. All of the history of mankind, it took all of mankind to finally reach a population in the world of one billion in the year 1850. And then 80 years later, it doubled to two billion. And then 30 years after that, in 1960, it reached 4 billion. 1985, 25 years there, 5 billion. Today, in 2023, we are just under the 8 billion people mark worldwide. And they say in 2050, they predict that the world will be almost 10 billion people. It's moving fast. It's growing fast. And the sad reality is this, is that the number of gospel movement or gospel centered churches, the number of churches today is the same if not less a hundred years ago. The population of the world is shooting up. But churches are just being static. We're comfortable with the us for no more mentality. It's not a desire for mission. It's not a desire for lost people to know Jesus. It's Romans Romans chapter 10 verse 13. It says plainly what we're we'll all be about. It says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then? can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching or proclaiming to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? By the way, the word preach is proclaim. Let's not, not talk about a preacher, it's talking about a sent one, it's talking about all of us be proclaimers of the word, to proclaim his name. They said, how beautiful are the feet of those who are bringing out the good news. And the good news is what? The good news is the gospel. The gospel. And there are lost people. The world have lost people that need to hear the gospel, but they won't hear it unless we are not proclaiming the gospel. In the state of Michigan, we have 10 million people that live in this state. They say that about six million people do not know who Jesus is. 50%, at least 50% of our population do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We need people who hear God calling them to mission and believe that people that don't know Jesus are lost. Hudson Taylor was on his way. He's the famous missionary, one of the most famous missionaries of all time, missionary to China. And he was on his way to China, and was confronted one day by the ship ship captain. And the captain of the ship said to Taylor, he said, Taylor, do you think the heathen will be lost if you don't go to China? And Hudson Taylor said, I think the heathens are lost. That's why I'm going to China. That's why I'm going. And so we must have sensitive ears, all of us. Sensitive you to hear the calling, of God, the calling of God for mission. So here we are. We're doing a mission emphasis here at Lake Point. And I pray that you're, that you're leaning in. I, I pray you hear the information, but that you'll be inspired. You'll see the need is big and that you have a part in what's going on. The mission has been defined for us in 2 Corinthians 5, verse number 18. You see, all this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ. And he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. God has given us, those who've been saved, those who've been reconciled to God, he's given us this ministry of reconciliation. We get to be involved when two parties that are on opposite end of the spectrum, he is called us to be a mediator, to bring people together in a ministry of reconciliation. He said, he said in verse 19, God, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he had committed to us the message of reconciliation. That's that's what we're doing. We're in this ministry of reconciliation where lost people can meet Jesus and be found in Christ. That's the ministry of reconciliation. And then he said in verse 20, we are, therefore, we are Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. I want you to underline that word, ambassadors ambassadors we are all representatives of the greatest kingdom the kingdom of God we are sent out into the world as ambassadors as as God's representatives we represent him we have authority from God as, as ambassadors they have they have authorities on behalf of, of a country we stand out United we send out ambassadors. They, they represent, they have some authority, some power wherever they go. We have God's authority, God's power to go out into the world and to represent him. We are called to be missionaries. Believe it or not, we're called missionaries. And I know, a lot of us would say, well, you know, I'm not a missionary. We, we think a missionary is someone that to come for a mission conference or a mission series, or a mission Sunday. That a missionary is someone that got a little mission card, and they got a little country on that card, and said, hey, we are missionaries to Africa. We are missionaries to, you know, uh, to uh, Europe. We, we are missionaries. We, we, we sometimes have, in our mind, we think missionaries are those who are, who are going out in, into the different parts of our world. But the reality is this, is that every Christian here, you are a missionary. You are an ambassador, a representative. Every Christian is on a mission. If you're taking notes, it's been said that every person on earth is either a missionary or you're a mission field. There's no in-between. There's no, well, I'm not a missionary. Well, then you're a mission field. If you are a Christian, you have a mission. You are a missionary. Otherwise, you are a mission field. You're the one that we're trying to reach. And so in Acts chapter 1, we see the last words of Jesus, and and he gives a great glocal mandate. We see the great glocal mandate in Acts chapter 1. It's one of the last words of Jesus to his followers. And he said in verse eight, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So I'll give us three thoughts this morning about the global mandate that we have as missionaries. Number one, we have the power of God to do the mission. We have God's power. The good news here, and this is great news, by the way, it takes a lot of pressure off of you, a lot of pressure off of me. You do not, in in order to to be a missionary and to have God's power to do the mission, you do not have to be a perfect Christian. You do not have to be highly trained in seminary work. You, you, You may not be great at, Public speaking. You may not even be very knowledgeable of the scripture like, like you think you need to be. The fact is that God is calling anyone and everyone to do the mission work. And if these were the requirements that necessary to be a missionary, then, very, then we'll only see very few people doing it. The first requirement to do a mission for God is the power. God's power to carry out the mission. That, that's, what, that's what Jesus says here. He says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, whether you believe this or not, whether you appropriate it on a daily basis or not, you as a child of God, you have at your disposal Greatest power on the planet. The greatest. We have the power of the Holy Spirit of God, and God's Holy Spirit is his missionary power. And the problem with the average follower of Christ is not that they don't have the power. It, 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 the problem is that, they, is that they don't use the power. Many of us, we've been to Niagara Falls. There was a Christian guy that went to Niagara Falls and and um, and there was a guy that lived there who he said hey this is this is the greatest unused power in the world the power of the, the force of the river of the Niagara River and, and coming down those falls he said this is the greatest unused power in the world and that, and that man that was a Christian he said sir you're wrong the greatest unused power in the world is the power of the Holy Spirit. It says, being a missionary is not dependent upon your personality. Being a missionary is not dependent on your persuasiveness. Being a missionary is not dependent upon your position. But being a missionary is dependent upon the power of God. And every Christian has available to him the power of the Holy Spirit to be a missionary witness wherever he is and wherever he goes. The power is available. And it's yours for the asking. Jesus says here in Luke chapter 11, verse 13, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? I want to say to you you that if you have the power of God to do whatever God calls you to do, you don't need anything else. You've got what you need, the power of God. Here's the second thought, though. It's our responsibility. It's your responsibility. It's my responsibility to go on mission. Jesus in his last words, right, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, remember who Jesus was talking to. He says, you know, he was talking to the tax collectors. He was talking to fishermen, farmers, shepherds, homemakers, businessmen. He was talking to men, women, young people. He was talking, in other words, he was talking to people just like you just like me. God cannot and will not win this world to himself without us. We are partners, and he called us be partners in this great mission enterprise. We are partners. Christ alone can save the world, that's for sure. Christ alone can save the world, but Christ cannot save the world alone. He needs you. He needs me. He needs us to deliver the message. The message. God had called us to be witnesses. Acts chapter one, verse eight, and you will be my witnesses. Of all the things that Jesus could have said, he could have said, you will be my worshipers. You will be my prayer warriors. He could have said that. He, he, Jesus said, you will be my Bible studies." could have said all those things. And all those things would have been true, but Jesus chose to say, you will be my witnesses. And a witness, if you're taking notes, it just simply means eyewitness. Eyewitness, sent one. And, and, and this is your primary identity. For us, that Christ follows, this is who we are. It's what we do. And some of you here, you're saying, Scott, this sounds so intimidating. Me, a witness? I don't, even know, I don't even know how to do that. And the good news is that Jesus promised, he said in, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, he tells the disciples, these, these guys who were uneducated fishermen, and, and he, he tells them, Come follow me, and I will make you to be fishers of men. He didn't say, follow me and make yourself fish of a He said, follow me and I will help you to do this thing. I will help you to be a fish of men. He said, with you by following Jesus. We are called to be witness, witnesses for him. And a witness, you know what a witness is? It simply tells the truth about what has happened in his life. That's a witness. If you go to court and they call you to be a witness, you will swear on your oath. You will tell the court, you will tell the lawyers, the attorney, you will tell them what you witnessed. And if you're a father of Christ, you, that's your story. You begin to tell them, you begin to tell people around you, hey, this is what Jesus did in my life. He changed me. Here's the man I was. This is how I came to know him. And this is what I've become ever since that day. Witness. That, by the way, that's the three-point outline for your testimony. What I was, how I came to know Christ, and what's happened since then. That's your story. And you begin to tell your story. You become a witness about what God has done in Your life. Number three, we have a divine plan for the mission. A divine plan. Again, back to to the last words of Jesus. He says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See, the Lord has not only told us how to go, to go in the power of God, but he has also told us where to go. I'm gonna break it down in three three things. First of all, he said, we ought to go to our community. It starts with our community. He said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem was where they were when the Lord spoke those words. So he said to them, and basically saying, the first place you ought to go to is it, it's next door, your backyard, your community. That's where it begins. You know, our, our, our primary, primary responsibility here of Lake Point Church, it, it, it begins in our community, in the surrounding communities. The, the, the Detroit metro area. But I was saying that that goes like this, the light that shines the farthest shines the brightest near home. The light begins here. We become the focal point, the lighthouse. And it shines brightest here. And we are making a difference right here in our own community. And my friend, I'm seeing it. And it's awesome. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we, we, we had a, a, a friend day with, with Tim Lee. And so many of you invited your friends to come to church. And they came. And they came. Some of you said, but my friend didn't show up. I want to just say this to you. If your friend didn't show up, but you invited them, can I just say that I'm proud of you? Don't give up. Don't give up. They didn't show up, okay? Don't quit. Don't quit. It's a mission field. And we are to cultivate that field. And to keep working and asking God for the opportunity. Say, God, I need your power to give me another opportunity. You know, it, it may not be a church service that you need to, that, that may not be your next step. It may be a conversation. There may be something else, but God will show you, but you begin to cultivate. For those that they came, you're invited. Don't give up, don't be like, well they came, I did my part, no, no. Okay, I'm, it's awesome that they came, but you gotta keep cultivating that relationship, cultivating the opportunity to build a relationship and to help them to see Jesus, to see it through. To see it through. You know, and so you've got that missional impulse, and it starts with you. As a church, we're doing things, man, I love what our church is doing. I love that we have you know, an incredible outreach ministry, and, and, and Amber so uh, doing a fantastic job, leading so well in, in our outreach and food pantry, and, uh, and, and getting ready for a Thanksgiving food drive, and, and that's just part of it. We've got many things that we're doing. We've got our mission field here. And in fact, in your program, you know, you came, you know, as you got one as you came in. There's a bookmark. I hope you've just paid attention to this bookmark. And it's Detroit Thanksgiving. Our goal is to feed 1,200 families, give away 1,200 meals to 1,200 families. Almost 4,000 to 5,000 people will be blessed by this outreach. You know, and every, every family can be, a, it can be impacted by the gospel. Every family can be impacted by the gospel. Every family can get a bag with the meals, all the meals in it. And in the bag it has John three sixteen, For God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life that's right there on the bag and it's, a, it's one of bag that they can reuse it's a, it's a it's a reusable bag it's the gospel and then in every bag it's a message and, 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 and the plan of salvation the prayer teams in place to you know, as we pray for open doors to have the conversation that people that you know we don't try to force we're not trying to coerce. We're just praying for the Holy Spirit to do what he does best. But we become available. So God, open the doors and let us speak where we can. And, and, and so that, that's what we, I mean, it's one of the biggest outreach. Some of you have been bringing food. have been taking, I mean, helping us with all these food items. Some of you have gave, you gave online, you know, and, and every dollar helps. I pray that you'll be a part of this. Go to DetroitThanksgiving.com, there's a way to serve, you can be involved with the, with the distribution, check it all out. But man, what an opportunity for us to do Acts 1-8 in our own backyard. But the global impact also goes, if you're taking notes, to our country, to our country. We're to go to Judea and Samaria. We're to not only reach Detroit and Michigan, but the other parts of our own country. Last month I was in Las Vegas, invited by a new church planter that we're going to be partnering with. In fact, he'll be with us in a couple of weeks. We'll get to hear what God is doing. to reach lost people that don't know Jesus, starting new churches, And he invited me to come, and I've never been to Las Vegas, never really cared to go to Las Vegas, but, man, we got there, and God broke my heart to the need for to help churches to reach people who are thirsty in a dry and barren land, thirsty for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you're going to be impacted by the story you're going to hear in a couple weeks by Brad Balfour. And we're gonna challenge you to go on mission, to go on a short-term mission trip sometime next year. We'll get more information as we get closer. And in a couple of weeks, we'll talk more about it. But man, this is an opportunity for us to go and to serve. When we were there, we we went downtown, Las Vegas off the strip. And the, the The conference that we were a part of, it wasn't that many—about 40 or 50 of us. And we went on the high roller, which is a big Ferris wheel, a big giant, real tall, real big. And uh, it took about 30 minutes to go around this giant Ferris wheel. And a big pod could fit all 40 or 50 of us in a big pod. they, they, They wanted to get in there, and we began to see the valley. Of Las Vegas, and we got to the top of the high roller. Conference leader says, "So oh, I want everyone to put their hand on the window. The big giant round pod, 360 view of the whole valley. We put our hands on the windows, and we had a prayer time, praying for God to shake up." the city, and the valley of Las Vegas. Hey, we're called not to just our Jerusalem, but Judea, Samaria. We're called to it. We're also called to go to the continents. That's number three. The continents. To go to the ends of the earth. And next week, we're gonna get to hear from a missionary from Peru, Andrew Pace, is his name. And he's doing mission work in Peru. It's incredible what he's done. Get to hear from him next week. we get to hear, next week we're gonna show a video about what we're doing through Operation Christmas Child. We make the bosses here, but man, do you, I, I think we have no clue, I mean, I think we do. Yeah, it's going to kids around the world, but man, these videos just gonna capture the heart of, of us doing mission work right here and sending it out. it could be a powerful video to be here next week. It could to be a great, and of course, baptism next Sunday. It's gonna be an awesome Sunday next week as we just learn about what God is doing around the world. In two weeks, we're gonna have a, you know, with Brad Balfour from Vegas, we're also gonna have another missionary family, the Brian and Mindy Clark. And they're gonna be here, they're missionaries to London. I get to hear what God is doing. He starting a new work, new ministry in London. God, God is on the move. God is on the move and He invites you, invites me to be a part of it. Be a part of it. One of my favorite verses is 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. So thank be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession. That means our, our salvation, right? That's what he's talking about. We say, thank be to God for our salvation. And then Paul says, and he uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. That's colloquial. You see, God is calling us to smell up the place. In a good way. But I smell it up for Jesus. And we're going to pray and ask God to, God will open the nose for people to, to take a whiff of who Jesus is through your life, through where you're at. God can use you wherever you are: Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the far ends of the world. Here, there, everywhere. It's a great local mandate and we're part of it. You are, my friend, a missionary. And if you're not a missionary, you don't know Jesus, then you're a mission field. And we're glad you're here because the message of Jesus still saves. And we don't want you leaving here today without hearing what Jesus has done in our lives. He's changed us. And we've been made new in Christ. And ever since that day, we can't stop singing and talking about who He is. Let's go so local. Next week, can be awesome. I pray you'll be here next week, next couple of weeks, as we celebrate what God is doing through our missionaries. We're going to honor them. We're going to honor them going to make them feel so loved because they're doing it. They've sacrificed families and friends and culture to go to a a foreign field to learn a new language and learn new cultures to do mission work. We're going to honor them in the next couple weeks. And we're going to support them and have a local mindset by praying, by giving, maybe, possibly, God is calling you to go. Our oh, Heavenly Father, God, we ask you to help us today. Help us to have a global mindset, a global view of what you're doing in our world. God, we thank you, for the, thank you for the call. Thank you for saving us. Thank you, God, that there was somebody in our life that told us about the good news. Thank you for salvation that we received someone opened their mouth. God, I pray that we do our part in all three ways to do it, by praying and giving and going. Going in our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, or perhaps the far far corners of our planets. In Jesus' name, amen.